This is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis for another episode of Scientific Healing. And today I'm going to continue my conversation about your uh, immune system and how to boost it up and how to make your health bulletproof. Uh, the last two days I've been talking about how to boost your immune system. And on the first day we talked about how complex your immune system is. It actually incorporates things from your whole body. So today I am going to talk about your toxic environment. So the first ones are the things that are putting, you're putting on your skin. And you may or may not have heard about this, but you know, it's surprising how many things that are in our current environment, anytime you live in a society, how they can affect you and you're not even aware of it. You know, you've heard lots of stuff and it sounds scary like the pile is so huge on what to do. And that's why, you know, doing introducing one thing at a time can give you time to think about it, even time to research it. You can go back and look at um, this particular uh, topic and video, but it, it is a response to all of the people's requests and all of the news that I've been watching. I get on the news channel every morning and I'm listening to a lot of nonsense, really and being a scientist and people are even making fun of us because we all come up with disparate opinions and that's not new <laughs> disparate opinions in science is like really old they used to argue whether the world was flat or a sphere <laughs> and they used to argue whether the earth went around the sun or the sun went around the earth and you know it takes time to ferret out the truth <laughs> So, you know, you can go back through history and see all kinds of uh, scientific arguments. And um, that's why things that are coming up new, like, you know, here we've got viruses and we still haven't gotten a full handle on them. We know a lot about viruses. And whenever there's a new virus or a new pathogen introduced into the human body, nobody has an immunity to it. And we can all succumb to it. So this is the response to it. But what we do know about it is that it is a few, a few bits of DNA, a few of the um, nucleic acids in a chain, 50 or so. We have 3 billion uh, base, you know, we have 3 billion uh, base pair combinations in our own DNA and imagine the virus coming in and injecting approximately 50 of those things into it uh, makes us so sick. So it's, it's really unbelievable how something that little can make such a big effect, but it's kind of like getting a small blister on your foot and then it makes you not want to walk, right? It's just a small thing in a whole healthy human body but when you have a small pain somewhere, it makes you want to avoid the pain. And that's a lot like a virus. It's just a small injection of DNA into your own DNA, and it can make your body very sick. So the, the crux of the matter is to help combat anything. It doesn't matter what, common cold, uh, infection, bacteria, anything. In order to combat it, your immune system needs to be running at top notch speed. 
So the first thing I'm going to talk about today is metabolism. So your thyroid drives your metabolism. Now the sad fact is that there are about 120 million prescriptions. Okay, we have 360 million Americans, right? Maybe 330, somewhere in that range. <clears throat> so I'll get to the vaccine question in a second. So we have, uh, so one third, so one out of one third of the Americans, there are about 120 million prescriptions of thyroid hormone. That means that your thyroid is being attacked in a lot of ways. The first way I'll talk about today, there are lots of other ways it's being attacked. Um, for example, Hashimoto's disease, which is a, an autoimmune disease. I'll talk about later how that could happen and how we think it happens. We're not completely 100% sure in the medical field how it happens. But the one way we do know it happens, that it's at an absolute, is the chlorination of your water. Water is chlorinated in order to kill the bacteria. Chlorine is very efficient at killing most of the bacteria in water. So in order to protect you from the bacteria, um, the, the city that you're in will chlorinate the water. If it's not well water, they'll chlorinate the water because you know, it goes through water treatment. And then we get chlorinated water, we even get fluoridated water sometimes coming through. Now, why is chlorinated water so dangerous? It's not that dangerous to drink. <laughs> the thing that's really dangerous about chlorinated water is taking a shower with it. Because when you take a shower with it, it's atomized into a mist. And you can, when you breathe it in, right, you can breathe it in and then it goes into your lungs it will combine with the water in your lungs and make hydrochloric acid. That's not necessarily so bad, but what will also happen is that it'll go into your bloodstream and start substituting for the iodine in your body because it has the exact same uh, electronic configuration around its core. And when that happens, then you can get substitution. So fluorine, chlorine, iodine, is you know, all of those things in that one particular column on the periodic table can substitute for one another if it can accommodate the size. So the iodine is relatively large and the chlorine is relatively small, but it substitutes for it. So you need iodine in order to make your thyroid hormone. So your thyroid hormone is an iodine and some tyrosines attached to it. Tyrosine is an amino acid. And in order for your body to make your thyroid hormone, you need to have iodine. And if the chlorine substitutes for it, then it suppresses the thyroid function. Now, what's dangerous about that is that it is your metabolism that it's actually suppressing. And I know for a fact from my own personal experience is that you can get very ill very quickly because your immune system can't respond. Your metabolism is too slow to respond to it. When I had, uh, when I had suppressed thyroid, um, severely suppressed, I was um, misdiagnosed for 10 years, my hair fell out, I turned orange because my metabolism couldn't handle the beta carotene I took in through carrots of all things. I eat one to two carrots a day every day. 
and my skin was orange looking. I had a thick, thick neck. I was cold all the time. My skin was very dry. I had high blood pressure, high cholesterol. And uh, I was laying down in bed with infections and colds more than I was standing up. In other words, I was sick more than six months out of the year. So, and I was in my early 40s when that happened, right? So I'm very familiar with the issues of thyroid. So you need to have your thyroid functioning in order for your immune system to be working. So what can you do about protecting that precious thyroid to keep your metabolism going and to help protect you and your immune system so your metabolism is functioning properly? And that is to put an inline water filter. You put an inline water filter on your shower. They're very inexpensive. They're 15 to $20 on Amazon, for example. And I'll provide a link um, in the show notes today so you can see where to get them. And that inline filter will change your shower experience entirely. It won't smell like chlorine anymore. So the other things that I wanted to talk about is what you put on your skin, right? So a lot of products soak right through your skin. The first one is parabens. Parabens are found in shampoos, moisturizers, liquid hand soaps, makeup, for example, and they are preservatives. They help suppress the growth of bacteria and fungi and all kinds of stuff in those products. It is in nearly 60% of all cosmetics. It's absorbed through your skin. They are estrogenic and they disturb your hormonal balances. And that includes thyroid because thyroid is, is part of your endocrine system. Fortunately, there are healthy alternatives like vitamin E, rosemary extract, and even sodium benzoate, which you shouldn't be eating, but it's okay on your skin for some reason. They don't seem to have a problem. Number two, what you find is uh, fragrances. Fragrances are about in 50% of the cosmetic products, and they, the problem with them is that they are trademarked, right? So they are secret and nobody will tell you what's in the ingredients. And they found that a great percentage of them, like 80, 75 to 80% of the fragrances have dangerous compounds in them. In other words, carcinogenic compounds. And the FDA gets complaints, 30% of their complaints on cosmetics is due to the fragrances. It makes people sick, it inflames your immune system and gets you into this state of inflammation, which then overburdens your immune system and it can't react to pathogens. Um, I'll mention two more quickly, triclosan. Triclosan is common as a preservative, but it's also antibacterial. You'll find it in hand sanitizers. And the problem with triclosan is it kills all bacteria, good and bad. Most of the bacteria is good. Your gut needs good bacteria. Your skin needs good bacteria. You need to have a good bacteria coating on your skin in order to protect you and the pathogens are the bad bacteria. They're the ones that cause a lot of gas in your gut and so on. And so the problem with putting the triclosan on your skin, like you know, rubbing your hands and hand sanitizer and stuff, is that the continued use, since you're killing everything off, 
it's like putting a napalm bomb on all the bacteria on your skin, is that superbugs start to grow. In other words, we end up growing bugs that you can't kill with anything, not any antibiotic, not any uh, antibacterial whatever, it just makes superbugs. And those are hard to kill. There are some hospitals, when I lived in Germany, I, there was a hospital I was in and they said that the best remedy for the superbugs that were in those hospitals was to burn them down and start over again because they continually used the antibacterials and created these superbugs. And then the last thing, uh, uh, so uh, the last thing that I'm gonna mention is sodium lauryl sulfate, and I'll just briefly mention some others to watch out for. It's also SLS, sodium lauryl sulfate. It's not necessarily dangerous, it's just that when they make it, um, toxic chemicals are used in the process of making it. They don't filter them out entirely. And then those end up getting soaked into your skin. They remain in your body and they build up and they start disrupting your hormonal systems um, and causing endocrine failure. A lot of them are estrogenic. I'll put a more comprehensive list, but some of the others are propylene glycol, phthalates, and petroleum and mineral oils. So all of these things we put on our skin, makeup, all of that. There are many makeup products. If you look up, there is a special site for looking up safe products. Makeup products, you'll find them made out of coconut oil and some other safe chemicals. Uh, you can find organic shampoos that don't have any of those things in it. Um, I, I use a shampoo called Loma. It's all natural products. It actually is one of the few good shampoos, organic expensive shampoos that leaves my hair nice. It doesn't leave it all cakey and stuff. So I'll put links to all of that up so you can, you can check those out yourself, but these are safe products and they will help keep you safer. And these are things that you probably weren't even aware of, right? That, that so many things that we have in our current environment that we thought were safe, that all these big companies were marketing to us are actually, you know, slowly bit by bit, it's like, you know, chipping away at a giant stone to end up with a sculpture this big, right? You just chip away, chip away, chip away. And all these innocuous places that you get eventually make everything tear down because it's cumulative. It is not, you know, this and then that and then that. It's cumulative. We are bombarded. It's a deluge. And so I hope that this was extremely helpful about that. And on Monday, you'll be hearing uh, more about detoxing the easy way. I'll be talking about other things, uh, foods, common foods to avoid even things that you might have thought were healthy, like margarines and canola oil, for example, and why uh, it's better to substitute those out. So, uh, so when you are interested in hearing more uh, about what your options are for healing and health and maybe uh, find out what some of the classes are, like I said, I have a whole four-month class on, on detoxing and uh, just connect with me at scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment. And 
on, like I said, on Monday, we'll continue this discussion. And I'm going to answer the question right now is, do I feel vaccines are effective? So vaccines are, I, I am not an anti-vaxxer. So here's my take on vaccines. If you look in history, I'm just looking historically now, we have eliminated some of the most dangerous um, diseases via vaccine, for example, smallpox. And I know that other things like chicken pox and, um, and German measles have also been included in these vaccines, whooping cough. So a lot of infant deaths have been prevented. And now what's happening is that we're seeing the effect. We have herd immunity because most people have been vaccinated. And now there are groups of families that are protesting and not vaccinating their children. And now they're seeing these things pop up and become dangerous again, especially in the richer neighborhoods. So there are people that argue that vaccines are uh, useless because the diseases have a natural cycle and then they'll die out. So I've listened to both sides. I prefer to, <clears throat> yeah, I prefer to not, uh, to not take a side on this because each side both has valid arguments. But I would argue that those dangerous diseases that we've all but eliminated, like polio, I know people who were uh, um, paralyzed by polio, and that is now pretty much a thing of the past. You very, very rarely hear of polio coming up. So I know that there's been a lot of discussion about the, the carrier, the preservatives in there causing autism and things. And so I hear both sides, and I don't really have an answer for that because I am not, that is not my expertise. But I, I do hear both sides, and I don't want to spread rumors one way or another. Okay, so vegan and natural. All right, you're welcome, Joanne. Appreciate the question, and I am happy to hear, here to be here to answer questions that I know about. I am a uh, have been interested in health and healing for over 50 years. I started looking into this topic back when I, you know, in my early in my teens. So this is a topic that I have read avidly about for years and years and years. And I almost went into studying medicine, but I decided I couldn't cut up bodies. I just can't cut people up because I'm so, uh, because being a, the sensitive person I am, when I cut somebody, I feel it on my own nervous system. And it's very, very painful. Because when I see other people being hurt, I feel it on my nervous system. So I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> so I'm doing healing instead. <laughs> All right, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you, <laughs> got something out of it, please give me thumbs up or five-star rating. Share it with your friends and be sure to subscribe to my channel or my page. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow, same time or on Monday, same time, same place.